This little light of mine. Welcome to the Witness to Love podcast, where we discuss the transforming power of authentic witnesses and community that marriages and families create for our church and world. I'm Mary Rose Verrett. And I'm Ryan Verrett. We are a Catholic married couple seeking to draw other married couples closer to Christ. We release a podcast every third Thursday of the month. Thank you for tuning in. We're so glad you are here. Welcome back to the Witness to Love podcast. We're so glad you're here. This is Mary Rose Verrett. And this is Ryan Verrett. And we have some wonderful guests with us today, Sam and Emily Petrie. So uh, thankful that you're here. Thank you for joining us and maybe just share a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, uh, Sam and Emily Petrie, we live here in Brobridge. Uh, we have three kids, John, Thomas, and Lucy. They're five, three, and one. Uh, we've been married for almost six years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I work for a company called the Evangelical Catholic, uh, kind of ministry consulting, helping parishes and campus ministries uh, really evangelize. And mm-hmm. uh, my wife does the, the harder work, stays home. <laughs> yeah, public school teacher yeah. turned homeschool mom. So yeah. I'm really <laughs> thankful for that. Um, but it's a beautiful season in our life right now. But we're thankful to be here. Oh, we're so grateful to have you. And uh, for those of you who are uh, part of the Witness to Love Be Light Five Years of Marriage Enrichment, Sam and Emily gave their witness uh, uh, earlier this month. And uh, it was just a beautiful witness on really living the free part of free, total, faithful, and fruitful. And Ryan and I really enjoyed your witness and your testimony. And there's just there was a lot in it that we could relate to. Mm. Yeah, I loved when you were talking about uh, it wasn't just the freedom to just okay i'm 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 not married so i can marry you not just that type of freedom but actually to remain free uh in in sort of the freedom that's found in christ uh the freedom that's found in sort of the being liberated from you know uh individualism and kind of Mm -hmm. selfishness and uh not that y'all were like mean people but just all of our (laughs) tendencies tendencies are just uh, as Frank Sinatra would say, I did it my way, you know, but I heard a preacher time. He said, I, I'm, when I die, I want people to say I did it Yahweh. So, uh, you know. But anyway, what is, how did how are, how are, how have you, uh, come to like experience the need, uh, to, to maintain and to be in a place of freedom? Why is that so important? Uh, Sam? Mm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I love the, the free aspect. It, I think once you, when we got married, we started to realize how free maybe we really weren't. Mm-hmm. like in ourselves we start to see our own faults more fully or the, mm-hmm. the, the things that we do that we don't want to do uh in kind of the ways that i'm constricted because of my own, own sins that i'm struggling with and early on in our marriage yeah i think it was i guess you say god's grace that he let us see that quickly yeah um being that we get like we theology of the body and uh really diving into what does it mean to live a holy marriage and uh quickly within the first few months of marriage we started button heads really quickly well i got pregnant yeah. uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I didn't i didn't have any sisters so it wasn't same with me yeah. <laughs> it's just a new thing here yeah. and we both like that that freedom of the vocation of marriage it was so attractive to us and like we wanted to be free yeah in our like in our life like be and you know out of that live joyfully and like freely love each other it was just and like the, the idea of getting each other to, to heaven like really wanting to do that yeah. everything looks good on paper yeah that's right yeah, and yeah. yeah we were we met a bunch of beautiful couples um but i guess it it was inspiring to us but also like we didn't realize the reality of it like all the challenges that came mm-hmm. with that so it was 
we thankfully we had the hope of like that we know that there's more than this hardness yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> But yeah, Which was... is, and I think this is why we like to share our marriage often because like so many people need to see that the roughness in marriage and like that that battle because I think for us even seeing like the marriages we looked up to you didn't see the rough side mm-hmm. you saw the beautiful side and you want, but how how did they get there yeah right and thankfully God God had brought a lot of people in our life even when we were early in our marriage struggling uh, to really lift us out and kind of accompany us in mm-hmm. that struggle. Um, yeah. It's a struggle. It's not, I mean, we were never like on the rocks, but like, yeah, yeah just the... It was just the reality. The reality, yes. yeah. It's, you know, it, witness to love kind of the whole aspect of, you know, choosing a couple whose marriage you admire. Like, it, it is really interesting because yeah. people either say, I chose this mentor because, you know, the beautiful marriage that I see, yes. the way they treat each other, but they'll also say, I chose this couple because they went through a tough time and they mm. made it through. And so... Either way, the beautiful couple, they still went through a tough time. Yes. You just didn't know about it. Now yeah. you get to know about it, you know? And so yeah. when engaged couples say, and we just hear this over and over, if our mentors made it through this, like we have a chance. Mm. And I think the more that we can all share our witness in an evangelical way, you know, mm. um, the more uh, the more encouraged and hopeful and ready for a challenge young couples will be. Um, maybe Ryan, can you share about the, you were just sharing with me today about this young couple who was discerning marriage. You told me and then the parents had called you. Oh yeah. This was, uh, this was just yesterday. Just, just, yeah, just the other day, someone, uh, called me because they're, uh, seven, this is a great couple. That's maybe the parents. So maybe I don't know, they're 50 or something, mid forties or late forties. And, um, their 17 year old daughter has fallen in love with her, basically, or her high school sweetheart. Now, the, what's interesting is that she, the, the, the girl is a beautiful young Catholic lady. She's 17, and, and um, her boyfriend is 18, and he is an amazing young Catholic man. And so the, the interesting thing is there's nothing crazy about it, but mm-hmm. there's nothing, like, bad going on. Actually, it's amazingly beautiful in a sense that and they were like what should we do you know they 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 want to get married and you know and I said I said you know I said did you realize like this is actually your fault that getting married they're like what are you talking about I said you live this amazing life and had this beautiful family in marriage yeah. and you show to them the joy of commitment and this mm. young couple say saying we want that mm. instead of like the, the actually the trend in many places that they want to go the other direction and say, let's talk about marriage in our forties, you know, mm. but it's just not, it, it was, yeah. and you know, it was, I, I, I don't know where that, that thought came from, but it just, I just knowing the situation mm-hmm. and, uh, and they're so mature, you know, and that, you know, so, uh, they're going to, they're, and he, they, 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 he just proposed to her today as we're recording this and wow. they, they sent a picture um, and they're just, they're overjoyed because, you know, um, yeah, in many places, maybe it seems young, but they're, you know, yeah. but there's a maturity and, and, a, and a love. And I said, but what they're going to need the most is basically support mm-hmm. and, 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 and time to grow and, and mentoring and those types mm-hmm. of things. And so it was a beautiful thing, but the more that marriage is sort of the light is shown on the gift of it. Yeah. It's going to attract because we weren't called to live alone. And, and, you know, it's very rare today that a couple that young, you know, would, yeah even discern marriage or get engaged and it'd be like a healthy situation. But, yeah. you know, just knowing these families, knowing the community of support that they have, knowing just all the, you know, just the priests and the awesome couples, just the, the 
but they're so surrounded by support. Yeah. You know, I think that's what get you know gives people the yeah. grace and the ability to to make those yeah. mature decisions. But for most young couples, they're not near family, they're not near friends. They're the only one of their friends even thinking about marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so. Um, discouraging and difficult for couples um to to make that decision and even when they make the decision they're like man i hope this works out you know because it's it's not it's not just a natural joyful next step it's uh uh, sort of us just sliding into a decision because there's pressure on you to do it you know yeah Yeah. there's well nice yes we actually had a a couple that we mentored through witness to love that was in the exact same position as these people and it caused a huge rift, like in the family and even like the church community, because they're like, "Well, they're too young; like they need to go to college first. And like I had to challenge, like, like we need a reorienting of our vocation. Mm-hmm. Like we need to see that we're called to holiness first, and from that comes our call to marriage, religious, or the priesthood, and then it's our jobs. But mm-hmm. it all fulfills the one above it. And I, I, I talk to people a lot about this, yeah, because I think we have it backwards. We mm-hmm. see like our job is so important. And then we want to have a family, and it's like, how do they work together? And they start to collide. Mm-hmm. And we have to see it in the right way. And this is where you get the people that they don't get married until they're 40 because they're mm-hmm. not willing to give up their career for the family when sometimes it's our, our jobs become a hindrance mm-hmm. towards family life. Mm-hmm. And we have to be willing to see that. And uh, yeah. it's beautiful to see couples that, yeah, maybe they are 18, there's something kind of good about the the old days when people would get married early because mm-hmm. it oriented them in the right way right mm-hmm. and it, it showed it was important it's probably you know i mean i'm just thinking about like our own kid like if, if our eldest you know was 17 and said i want to get married I'd be like no way yeah, yeah, <laughs> you sure. know? Yeah. um but but then at the same time you just never know like the maturity and the situation and the choices and you know we know a lot of people who got married young and they still went to college and they worked really hard and mm-hmm. they supported each other and, you know, just went to medical school and did a lot of extraordinary things, taking turns supporting each other, Mm -hmm. you know, one would be working, the other one's in school and, you know, just really building a life together as opposed to like going separate ways and, you know, discovering yourself and, you know, it's just, um, anyway, it's, it's, I think it's a a deep discernment, you know, for every couple and every parent and well like you said they they have to be in the right place yeah they have to be with that support they have to be able to be discerning Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and in our culture it's very hard not not many 18 17 18 year olds (laughs) very rare so we're in a different different world Mm -hmm. so but rare cases you'll find that innocence of this couple that we were with they the innocence and like their naiveness it was like it was so attractive even to me like naive in the way of like like, a, it was just so childlike and beautiful. Yeah. Like, their love and, like, attention to each other. But also, they were like, we know we're called to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had gone through yeah. that discernment. So, I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> listening to you guys and your video, and I hope everyone listening gets to kind of oh, also yeah. take a, a look at the video that you sent. Um, you know, uh, what comes to mind, you know, today in society, a lot of people are struggling with loneliness. They're mm-hmm. saying, like, there's, like, a 70% increase in, like, loneliness across the board. Um, and you know, we have a lot more things and stuff like that. And, but they're also saying this, they're, they're, you know, as they're interviewing older people, um, and people who are looking back at their lives, people whose marriages, you know, um, unfortunately sometimes are, were, they were divorced or so or what happened. They're saying the happiest, they're reflecting back and saying the happiest moment in their life was actually the moment when they were more, um, dependent upon mm-hmm. others. 
mm-hmm. where they uh, were uh, had a family, mm-hmm. um, and even though it wasn't it wasn't uh, perfect, it was harder. Mm-hmm. They said they feel they're more comfortable now. They have more mm-hmm. things and freedom, I suppose. But they're saying they were actually felt happier looking back, and that's a message mm-hmm. there. I think for our generation today. Um, but how would you like, how would you interpret that? That we're saying where it's so many like independence, you're finding freedom. Like, mm-hmm. how is that? Which sounds, yeah. Like a, a paradox. Is that what yeah. you say? Yeah. yeah. Y'all are in the trenches right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's definitely, it, it, there's a temptation to like separate myself from Sam. If, you know, when I'm getting like an idea from outside where like, I wouldn't normally, you know, it kind of makes me like, at odds with him, like, or, like, the devil will get in my head, like, tell me lies about, like, oh, we're not on the same team, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll kind of push him away, but eventually, like, all of those actions that, like, I put things in between us, you mm-hmm. know, emotionally, spiritually, physically, like, I just, you know, I kind of, like, I don't let him, like, hug on me sometimes, you know, but it, it makes you lonely, you know, and that hurts, it hurts, like, we could be in the same house while he works from home, so we're in the same house all day, and sometimes it's, like, we're not, we're in two different places, you know, and gosh, that, that separation is not of God, you know, like we were literally made one on the altar and it's, it's crazy how, how uh, isolating that could be. Um, but even thinking about that, like when I'm older, I think all the, the grace that I received to like come back to, oh yeah, we're on the same team. It's a lot of the times of when we do pray together or when I'm at the point of like, well, what if he wasn't there? You know, like, what if I was alone? Like, I have to, like, wow, I'm so grateful for this life, this marriage, this family. And uh, I think that the devil really, I know for sure, like, in my head and heart, like, tries to separate me from that yeah. idea. Well, I think we felt that separation early in our marriage. Because uh, at the beginning of marriage, there was this, I was a focused missionary, and I was like, okay, we're going to pray rosary in the morning we'll pray night prayer and then she was kind of like i feel like you're pushing your spirituality on me <laughs> and so i was like okay well, we're, i'm just not gonna initiate prayer and like we know what happens when, when the man kind of steps out this is the garden of eden yeah. like, going back to that and i just kind of completely and so for two years we didn't really pray and we got to well pray. it was more like rope prayers it wasn't yeah i mean we'd, we'd sometimes dive in it, but we realized like man there was so much spirituality that we're missing mm. with each other and yeah. that was kind of a realization we can't do this on our own Mm-hmm. and we needed friends and we were searching and just like God like give us someone to walk with us because we don't know where we're, we're at mm-hmm. and we know we're not where we want to be and uh, this is where God kind of brought some just pivotal couples in our life that were 10 years maybe further ahead than us yeah. uh, mm-hmm. to walk with us and this is where we got connected with domestic church and we actually started praying together using the couple prayer series yeah, uh, and that just kind of got us to the point where, like stop worrying about the techniques mm-hmm. stop worrying about what you look like and just mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. now in this year of believing that we're going through right now what, what would you say you believe um, what do you understand better now about marriage maybe than what you did six years ago mm. you know like what yeah wow what, what, you know <laughs> like, like because it's, it's we can kind of know what maybe the church teaches about the sacrament mm-hmm. of matrimony yeah. but mm-hmm. our relationship with god but um can you put some of that into words <laughs> you know is that is what would you, what do you believe i guess for you um the 
the sacrament of matrimony means. I think I've seen more more fully how it is a call to holiness, mm. being that like it's such a place of like purification, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like denying, my, <laughs> denying myself. Boy, like, That's I'm, always a funny thing when yeah. you say that next to our our spouse slash cross. But, but it like, helps when they're a good-looking cross, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, like, the yes. joyful suffering. Yes. How yes. joy and suffering can both be one. Yeah. And uh, I think really, like, coming to understand that more fully and not just as an idea, but yeah. a reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, yeah. like, that grace is really real. Like, mm-hmm. and even, you know, like, you look back on the day before, like, the week before, and you're reflecting on what God has done to bring you to where you are. It's 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 amazing because like the grace is there even when you don't see it or feel it it's like whoa how how lord did you bring me through that and realizing that like you as a broken human could not have gone through (laughs) those things and like come out you know still married you know it's are still there's a lot of been a lot of humbling moments (laughs) but good yeah 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 Yeah, i think like the separation that we talked about but there's times where we'll still feel that separation and mm-hmm. then we realize that, like, whoa, it's because we're not praying. Mm-hmm. And we come together and just the grace to, to really tackle the things that God is calling us to. And the, even, like, the, the ways that we hurt each other to mm-hmm. be able to, to freely talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard a great quote during the weekend. It's funny. Being, being with you guys, it, it makes so much sense. This guy said, who's not, who's not Catholic, but he said he was divorced. I don't know why I was listening to the divorce people this week. But he's like, um, he said the best uh, preparation, well, he said the best um, explanation that you can give um, about what marriage is to someone preparing for marriage is that they need to be willing to enter into a 50-year conversation with someone, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. And like be able to commit to that. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately it's going to be about a conversation, a two-way them. conversation, two souls mm-hmm. and two people, and um, you know, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> that's really yeah. profound!" And like, yeah. have the ability to do that, to uh, to to discipline oneself, you know, particularly challenging society today where it's so easily to be distracted. But um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Same with you guys. You're. You must you must be both like extrovert, you know. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both sanguine <laughs> kind of or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you just, uh, yeah. yeah, but no. When you say like that's a, an essential piece for the the conversation, they're probably realizing that now there's so much that goes into marriage, but there's mm-hmm. this constant um, abilities to talk, needs to talk, mm-hmm. and 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 times to be quiet. And I think one of the mm-hmm. when you really uh, have a a strong relationship with someone they don't even have to say something and you kind of know what you don't want to read between the lines too much you can go wrong right. <laughs> but, uh, but you know to really know what they're thinking and, and for those of uh, the, our listeners who um, were listening to a conversation about domestic church and couple prayer series um, both of those beautiful resources are linked on the Witness Love website under our resources tab mm-hmm. and uh, domestic church is just this amazing movement for couples that came out of Poland uh, through John Paul II and they just strongly encourage you to, to look that up and then also the couple prayer series uh, is from a beautiful uh, Catholic deacon uh, and his wife up in Detroit and we had the blessing of meeting them years ago and they're just a really special couple and and Ryan and I actually did the couple prayer series uh, Father Michael Delcom, the our pastor at the time, had helped us start Witness to Love. He gave me this like 
CD or cassette or whatever, <laughs> and he's just like, here, I want you and Ryan to listen to this and tell me what you think. And we were like, oh my goodness, one more thing to do, you know? And, and he's like, and if you like it, can you tell me how leave this at the parish? And... And we were both just so busy working different jobs at the time. And it was just like, we have to listen to this. We have to take notes. We have to give a presentation. And um, it it was just such a blessing. You know, really, I would say that was like really one of the high points uh, of our marriage is is doing that couple prayer series. Mm -hmm. And it was about six weeks together. And like you said, it was kind of like praying together for dummies. (laughs) You know, it was really good. It's probably, you know, because I think probably like you two, we came from different backgrounds Mm -hmm. of of how prayer... um, was you know experienced but probably in marriage at a certain point you have to discover the way that god wants you to learn how to pray together so mm-hmm. it's a different yeah. thing you don't pray with your friends as you would your spouse and so yes but if you have your spouse for the first time something you have to kind of learn so that's probably a beautiful part it's and no one should feel guilty for maybe not have had that conversation earlier but mm-hmm. well today's the invitation right for mm-hmm. those listening yeah. who uh need uh need an opportunity to go deeper or to rediscover that um it's uh, providential to be able to connect with you guys today. Yeah, yeah. I think when, when you're when you're praying with your spouse, there's there's a huge temptation to to feel like uh, I don't know, like to 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 think the other person's gonna judge the way that that you pray. I know Emily and I yeah. we had that early on. Like, Emily, we compare ourselves. Like I don't know if I can pray like you pray. I said, well, it's not <laughs> no, what you're called to I, do. Yeah, like, it's just a different spirituality. I would always have to like pray pretty I would call it like say the right thing you know but I think once I got over that I think really couple pair series helped me get over that idea yeah just being vulnerable so mm-hmm. oh well thank you both so much for just sharing with us and uh, for anyone who wants to look up the evangelical catholic can you share Sam where they should go uh, for the website yeah uh so you can go to evangel you can go to ecreachmore.org ecreachmore.org yeah, yeah. EC reach or, more. Or you can Google God. the evangelical Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either one make would, it easy. Yeah. Either one will get you yeah, there. Right. Yeah. Uh, we thank you both so much, and we're so grateful to have you here. Uh, you know, in our uh, church community, and to be able to to see you and to visit with you, and uh, thank you, just thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for the witness and. For uh, all of our listeners uh, who joined us, uh, if you haven't uh, joined us for the year of uh, believing, uh, please go to our website, witness2love.org, and click on Be Light, and you can register for the year of belonging or the year of believing. Um, and if you haven't done any of our date night series, uh, you can do the mini date night series as well. And many of the couples who participated in the mini date night series uh, are involved in domestic church. God bless you. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for joining the Witness to Love podcast today. You can learn more about our tools to support God's beautiful vision for your marriage at witnesstolove.org. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love to connect with you. Share how you and your spouse are being a witness to love in our world by using Witness to Love Movement hashtag on social media, and you'll have a chance to be featured in our stories. Always remember your marriage is called to be a light in the world. We'll see you next month. May God bless your marriage. I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine